Tired of boring news? Fatuous facts? Ever heard of a snake worm? Butt science? Food crime? Estonian sports? Spanish art restoration? No facts. Just questions. Person in person. A news show. Subscribe. Please and thank you. You guys do me a favor and like say some funny shit uh, while, while I'm gone. <laughs> Immediately. Don't yeah. wait. Like, think it like the funniest thing you can think of right now. All right. So should I make the penis in this drawing bigger? Or the, the controller's smaller so it looks bigger. I think it's the controller's smaller is the move. You think that's the move? Yeah, right. you gotta... Because it's, yeah. it's all about your perspective. You, you, it's all you about gotta, perspective. You gotta be able to meet expectations, and so by making it actually bigger, then you're act- throwing off the scale, and people are just gonna be like, uh, yeah. mm. The only I mean, problem with this specific bit is that it's too funny, and it's gonna like raise the bar too much for... <laughs> so, for so Rich, I gotta, I gotta send you this picture that I drew, and the picture I tried to copy. You'd be like, how did Tim do? Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from the fruit roll-up capital of the world, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. I'm all hot up on sugar. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> fruit roll-ups really was like a disgrace of a candy. It was just like, what if we pureed sugar and then like put it on essentially a piece of paper and feed it to children? Oh, I lied. That- we have fruit by the foot, but not fruit roll-ups. I have the good stuff, not the bad stuff. Oh, fruit roll-ups are legit. Rolls were the ones that had like the images inside of it that you could peel out, right? You could, but you had to have like surgeon's precision to get those things out without tearing them. It was just pieces. gonna stretch along the perforation and then exactly. just be like Yeah, like like scalpel fruit and maybe you'll get like a candy cane out of it. Yeah. You nailed and then, it, and then you eat it 30 seconds later. Yeah. And then I remember fruit by the foot, I would uh unroll the whole thing. Which was like three feet, I think. And then I would roll it all up into a ball and then just bite into it. Well, so what you're saying is you're a monster. Yes. yes. That's actually okay. the way to eat bubble tape, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. The way bubble, to eat. bubble tape, you pop it open and just take a bite out of it and pop it close. This actually is is very much in line with Rich's personality. Was it Rich, were you the one who ate Kit Kats like a fucking monster? Like just... <laughs> Yeah. Like just a bite out yeah, of all the four chunks at once. It would only be that if it were the four pack, I would break them. But if it were huh. the two packs, the bite sized ones, I would literally oh, bite. Oh, them. okay. All right. This is this is still indefensible, but still like, <laughs> slightly slightly better than like taking the four wad and just like oh, no, I wouldn't. If if anything, I would break it into two and then bite eat the two. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> now you just create more work for yourself. Uh, welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, everyone. Available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of our show, as always, is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying delicious glasses of rose. If you have a question you want us to answer on the air, uh, the way that that longtime listeners, such as uh, Liz Salter, such as Jacob Sutherland, 
such as uh, Amanda Hastings, uh, such as uh, a lot of people, like so many. I can't even count that I. I hate to say it, but I really hope Jake isn't a longtime listener, uh, just a longtime contributor. (laughs) Since since, since the days of him being a wee lad. (laughs) Um, But if you want to hear uh, the uh, questions just like them, uh, they get their questions answered on the air. And you can be just like them if you send your questions our way. Email them to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, but as always, before we get to those questions, we got to talk about what wine we are drinking tonight. I am going to start. I am polishing off the last of this bottle of Rose d'Anjou. It is a uh, a French rosé uh, with hints of strawberry and raspberry. Uh, it is it is quite good. Uh, this is the second time I've had this same bottle. Uh, the last time we we had a recording session, I didn't quite finish the bottle, so I I got three glasses out of what was left, and it's very good. Uh, this is as the three week old uh, been in the fridge kind of of aroma to it, uh, which doesn't always mix well with strawberry and raspberry. But uh, if you like a good fruit. Rudy Rosé, hard to go wrong with uh, Rose d'Anjou. Excuse me, Rosé d'Anjou. I've been doing that for six weeks. Uh, I've been calling it Rose d'Anjou. And I just noticed the the accent aigu uh, on the end. I'm like, well, of course, it's a fucking Rosé. Of course, it's a Rosé Uh, (laughs) d'Anjou. Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Buschegger, a Rosé from Austria. And it is very good. I'm finishing up the bottle this uh, on this session, mm. so it uh, it started off a little bit too bitter for my liking, but I eventually grew to like that. So it's good. Oh, excellent, most excellent. Uh, what about you, Rich? What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, the Palm by uh, Whispering Angel because I don't think I'd be I would have been allowed to buy a second bottle of uh, Altered Dimensions and drink that two sessions in a row. <laughs> Uh, but it's good. I, I like it. I'll probably have altered dimensions in the next session. Though. <laughs> it it was really good. It was just really good. I liked it. It was. Hey, more power to you. you fi- find what you like and stick with it. Mr. Hansen, what about you? I am drinking Lazy Lucy from South Africa. Blackwater is the winery, I'm guessing slash assuming. Uh, got it because there's a cute bulldog on the front, and I'm a sucker for a cute bulldog, and it is delicious. All right. Bulldogs are a good reason to get a wine. Yes. Totes. I'm a sucker for a funny name or a cute picture. <laughs> it was between this and a uh, vampire sparkling rosé, which I think I'll save for the next one. Uh, all right. Mr. O'Brien, you have our final uh, email of questions. I do. All right. And if you want to send those questions our way, again, brosequestions at gmail.com is where you want to email them to. Uh, what is our first question? For those that own a home, what's the biggest lesson you learned in the home buying process? And that's from Elizabeth Sulter. Biggest lesson from the home buying process. Everything costs money. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Every step along the way is another uh, couple of cents out of the old pocket. Like Mm -hmm. the the inspection, the obviously the closing costs and everything like that. Um. But just like every little thing along the way, it's it's just 
whatever like you 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 know like people tell you like oh you have to have x number of dollars for the down payment you have to have uh this ready for closing and things like that but like inspection appraisal fees uh things like that there, there are a bunch of little things so just uh, fully do your research on like what other like little costs are going to add up uh at the end of it so i would say every step costs money that's a very good that's very good advice yeah i think for me, it's that you're going to miss something like there's going to be something when you finally live in your house that you're like, oh, shit, how did I miss like the fact that the um, like for us, the one of the handles on our sliding door to get outside fell off. But like, how did we miss that that was broken? It's just not something you think about. Right. It's just like uh, and so it broke like pretty soon after we bought the house. So like that there's going to be little things that you're just going to completely whiff on. And that's, that's okay. It doesn't make your house any less worth it, but it's just, you're going to miss stuff and you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Right. And short of like opening and closing every door six or seven times, you know, the windows and everything. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rich. Um, so the only thing I can think of is, uh, because of the circumstances that went into me buying my house, um, when you're trying to figure out financing, make sure to speak to a mortgage professional and not just a banker, a banker. Uh, Hmm. what, what you would think is kind of like, uh, common knowledge or, 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 um, what's the word? Uh, like a given, I guess. Yeah, obvious. Um, because when, when I went to buy my house, uh, somebody, uh, the, 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 the banker that I was working with that my mom decided to go to, because they always dealt with my grandfather's finances. I don't know why. Um, it just was somebody who worked at TD bank and they were like, well, what you can do is get the, house changed to your name say that you bought it for a dollar and then refinance so that's what we did but we didn't know that in order to refinance and and to base it off of a new appraisal we had to wait a year after the purchase of the house for a dollar because their appraisal is going to be screwed up because i bought the house for a dollar um so that kind of like halted things before I was able to get the refinance to get the money to pay my family their money that they're owed for selling the estate to my, to me, basically. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a weird wacky situation, but I'd never bought a house before, so I didn't know what I was doing. And I thought my mom did. So, yeah. And, and yeah. I think to jump off of that, like using a small, if you, if you got to get a mortgage uh, to buy the house, like going with a small company is probably the way to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Like rather than just going like, oh, well, you know, Wells Fargo or Bank yeah. of America or something like yeah. that. Um, because as big as they are, and it's there's some comfort in in working with like a big bank or a big company. But like the small mortgage servicers in the area are a they know the area better. B they can respond to you a little mm-hmm. more quickly. And C uh, you got less less of a chance of like paperwork getting held up because it's just it's less yeah. they're they're, they're more nimble to use a really overused cor- piece of corporate jargon. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Take it from someone who's worked in the mortgage industry in some way, shape, or form for the past eight years. 
you want to speak to mortgage professionals and not just bankers. Hmm. So like Bank of America does have a mortgage system. Uh, but barely. Like, yeah. But like you might want to just like not that I would know. I've never yeah. worked for them. <laughs> you you <laughs> might want to call places like Quicken Loans or uh, uh uh somewhere like that and not just a bank. Yeah. Or frankly, see if like you're a real estate agent knows uh local it, place. And they usually do. You they usually have a connection and a contract with somebody. Now, Tim Manson, you do not currently own, but do you have any advice for people who might be looking to uh, purchase a home just based on your experience or from what you know, you know from other people or whatever? Take a fuck ton of pictures. And just, I, I mean, that's what I've done with rentals is just take a bunch of pictures beforehand. Uh, make sure everything gets inspected so that nothing comes up later because if it comes up later and it was already there and you just missed it, well, you're kind of boned at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got. Like you said, I, I don't own a house yet. I haven't had to buy a house yet. Renting is significantly easier. Uh, good luck, Liz. I don't know where you're moving, mm. but <laughs> I'm going to doubt it's down here. Although I wish you guys lived closer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, miles off to, to Liz Solzer, a uh, friend of the show, for for going in the big purchase there. Um, yeah, yeah, good luck. That's all. So yeah, good luck. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna cost a little money, but there, there's there's pros and cons to to owning. Uh, you know, I'm glad that we own, but it's uh, you know just bon chance. <laughs> all right, oui, uh, oui. Mr. Brian, what do we got next? If you could learn one new professional skill, what would it be? Coding. I've been meaning to learn oh. to code and I haven't gotten around to doing it. Uh, David Bennett has been shaming me because David Bennett has been trying to learn to code, my uh, friend of the show. Uh, and I've got in my back pocket like, oh, that's a skill I should sit down and learn. And then I sit down and play mm-hmm. Switch instead. Uh, <laughs> so I, I could learn. Uh, learning how to code is probably what I would I would pick. Mm. That or, or learning... Uh. Um, uh, I guess maybe it's not quite coding, but like uh, learning a strategy like SQL or SAS or something like that. Hmm. That's the only skill we want to learn. So let's move <laughs> yeah. on to the next question. <laughs> uh, uh, same as basically you met, I coding or web design in for the most part. Like those are some web good skills, and those are there. There are also skills that like we could use for this, and I could use to kind of run like a side job slash side business more so than for my current professional skills. How about you, Tim? Professional skill you'd like to learn? Uh, bullshit in corporate. <laughs> that's not a professional skill. That's a life skill. <laughs> uh, I'm good at bullshitting normal people. Bullshitting corporate, that's totally different. That's easier. <laughs> Disagree. Uh... Yeah, um, honestly, I'm not sure because mo- most of the skills I need for my profession, I pretty much already have. And other than that, it's just like I have to start over an entire new profession. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I legitimately don't know. Because mm-hmm. mm. like coding specific languages are different but there's nothing i need to know for like the programs i currently use 
unless I change to a new program, it's like, all right, I need to learn their specific how to do this stuff. But most of it is the s- very similar, like if and logic or like loop logic. And I already have a pretty good grasp on that and use it for, have used it for PLC coding uh, for working on machines and stuff like that. So that I've got, honestly, it's just some of the like statistical analysis for blah, 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 blah. My company gets really bogged down in like high-end statistics and it's just like, can we just agree that we suck? And like, we don't have to do this whole analysis of what sucks. We know what sucks. We don't need to spend the next three months being like, oh, we suck at this. It's like, no, fuck. I could have told you that months ago. Yeah, actually, maybe, maybe you're right. We do need to work on your hobnobbing with corporate people. <laughs> See, I, I told you. Your bullshit numbers. We suck. <laughs> We're garbage. We're trash. It's, Here's it's the ridiculous. only number that you need to know. Zero. That's how many hours <laughs> I want to be here this week. I was, I was expecting. <laughs> I, was ex- I was straight up I'm expecting this and sending this to my guys i'm yeah, gonna hang yeah. out with you tomorrow for my <laughs> team i was straight up expecting here's the only number that uh you need to know middle finger uh <laughs> sean's ready to shit yeah <laughs> one two yeah <laughs> and don't forget your free balloon anyway, uh, uh sean uh, what professional skills would you like to learn uh, honestly, probably I'd, I, I'd like to, to be better at Excel. Mm. I think Excel is, is something that I use all the time, but I don't really understand it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't really know how to make it cool. Like it can do so many things and I don't really know any of those things. So I think mm-hmm. for me getting to know how to actually use Excel and like master it, that would be a skill I'd, I could take to the bank where I work. <laughs> Yeah. My my supervisor has tried to show me so many times how to do a pivot table on Excel. And I'm just like, mm. I what? I don't I what? <laughs> yeah, dude. The the corporate muckety mucks go gaga over pivot tables. Like the moment you like you just say pivot table, like oh like they just <laughs> The moment you say you know how to use pivot tables in Excel, like that was a, a huge turning point. We're like, oh, wow, very impressive. You must be an advanced Excel user. I'm like, uh, sure. Yeah. That's what makes me laugh cool. so much is that pivot tables is like an advanced user. It's like, dude, this isn't even macros or visual basic. What the fuck are you talking about? There's a about? wizard for it. It's like <laughs> they just drag and drop like little things. Like it's, it's, yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Sean, what do we got next? If if you could l- learn one new personal skill, what would it be? Tim? I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Personal skill. Uh, being nicer to people. <laughs> Listen, That's bitch. That's not true. I'm genuinely really awful. nice unless somebody's a fucking piece of shit. Hmm. Uh, come back to me. I, I don't have an answer. Okay. Uh, Rich, what's a personal skill you'd like to learn? Oh man, is uh, getting over anxiety a good personal skill? To learn? Yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Anxiety management—that's yeah. a good yeah skill. Yeah, anxiety management, or uh, you know what? Here's a personal skill I want to learn. I want to learn to not cry when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I yeah, I I got I got really frustrated and annoyed at work, and so I call my supervisor. 
and I start telling him like, this is what's going on. This is, I don't like it. I'm angry. And I start crying because I'm so mad. And I guess it's because I might be irrationally mad. I don't know, but I start to cry and I want to stop crying when I'm mad. <laughs> That's a natural, like, if you're upset that much, I guess it's a natural yeah. reaction. Like it, I definitely felt that where I'm like, I'm pissed off about something and I feel like tears welling. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> no, no. Not today. Yeah, not today. <laughs> Human feelings. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah. That's the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, a personal skill you'd like to learn. Um, I would like to be better at small talk. I have a I'm very very bad at it and i really i really genuinely want to be good at it i want to be good at like talking to people when it's just one-on-one nothing's really important want to talk about it but i'm not and i i i I genuinely like i generally are on the side of being silent and just being like just listening but i would like to be able to you know, keep a conversation going. It's something I very much envy in Matt. Yep. I think Matt's very good at that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. And the thing <laughs> about small talk is, no. <laughs> I, I, I think conversely, I, I need to know when to stop small talk. Like I need to, like, have a, like a hard stop on that. Cause like I, I've had conversations at work where I'm talking with, uh, with, uh, somebody like one of our sales partners or something and uh, we'll go for like 10 minutes but like oh yeah I forgot to tell you your client sucks like uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> we went for 10 minutes about whatever there's a reason for this talk sorry I meant to tell you that this this whole deal you're proposing is garbage <laughs> uh, my bad anyway say hi to the wife and kids for me um, I don't know for, for personal skill I do have a tendency to both. I mean, this is more of a, a mental health skill than a personal skill, but I think it applies to a personal thing. Like I have a tendency to both catastrophize and personalize everything as far as like if I'm worried about like like getting negative feedback on something at work or if I'm worried that like, oh, well, you know, I, I haven't heard from my boss in like a day or two uh, about this deal I submitted. It must be awful. Uh, the reason that she isn't reaching out to me about it is because it's awful. And I did a bad job on it, uh, and she's thinking about the best way to fire me. Uh, that's <laughs> like that. That's the 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 spot that I go towards. Uh, so I don't know if that's necessarily a personal skill, but I'm sure that comes out in some way in conversations that I have with with people. So I, I will say that. Like I will say like. Knowing that when somebody is having a bad day and is not like when I try to go for small talk and I'm like, hey, how's it going? They go fine. Like. You know, of course, my first instinct is, oh, I must have done something to piss them off uh, when it could have been ninety nine thousand other things that could be bothering them that day Mm -hmm. Uh, where they're they're not receptive to my just world class small talk. (laughs) Uh, So uh, so I I guess I will say that like less personalization and less catastrophizing, I think, uh, would help me in personal situations. I think that's really funny because I'm like the opposite where if if me and you were having a good conversation somewhere in the back of my head, I'm still just like, Matt fucking hates me. (laughs) 20 years of faking it. Uh, But if somebody does like the same situation at work and I go to someone who means nothing to me Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? Cause that's my normal amicable self at work. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, fine. I'm like, cool. Fuck you too. And then I just keep going. And I'm like, like I I just think that's a, funny mirror uh does that 
connect in any way to a personal skill that you'd like to uh, to improve upon or, or gain? Uh, I kind of want to echo Sean's on like small talk. I'm very like I'm very bad at engaging with other people or being the starter of conversations. I'm not good at it. Because largely, I would prefer to just not talk. <laughs> so I err, like Sean, I err on the side of silence. And I, I just don't know how to like have a general, like, not like, if the conversation doesn't have a point, I don't see a point in having the conversation. So I just don't. <laughs> You're like uh, Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny, like halfway through, just like, oh, I just realized something. I This doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I don't care about this at all because this doesn't benefit me. And you walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh, when, when I did my Myers-Briggs the other day and I got something that wasn't INTJ. I was like, oh, that's weird. And I start reading through it. I was like, oh, holy fuck. This is this is terrifying. And it's just like you you really like to know how everything works and intricate details. And as soon as you figure it out, you just don't care anymore and you move on to something else. I'm like, it, it, it's me. You'll most often move on while wearing a muscle shirt. And <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And it was just like easily bored and detached. And like you're really engaged with what you want to be engaged with and everything else. You can just go die and right. you're fine with that. Um, I, yeah, so small talk and and honestly just being better at following up with friendships and reaching out to people cuz I don't. And that's not new. Uh and that kind of goes back to the same idea of like I I can't do small talk. I don't do it, which kind of then extends into and then I just don't reach out to people and it's not that I don't care cuz clearly you guys are fantastic, but I'm not great at like reaching out unless like something is like this immediately makes me think of Richie and then right. I need to text Rich absolutely right then or I will forget to do it and then I just won't or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, so get, being better at following up and maintaining my close friendships. It's really weird because I I, I find this and you know, I'm sure you can do this with like any anything that you're a fan of or that you like, but I do, I do genuinely find that like sports are an easy way for like your average, like white American dude to like, just reach out randomly. Like there are coworkers that I, I would not communicate with on a old coworkers. I don't communicate with and would not have anything else in common with, but there's like one guy that I used to work with. That I still talk to like every Friday because it's just like, Hey, this is when we text about the Sixers. Like it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it becomes easier. Cause it's like, there's always something happening. And I think that's just like a, a general, like comp comfortable, like piece of commonality that you can just be like, Oh yeah. You know, how about the fucking Eagles? Like make another dumb trade. Like it, I do find that that makes it a little bit easier because it's just like, okay, well, if all else fails, we can just, you know, rant about how bad the Eagles are or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Sean, what is our next question? <laughs> All right. So these next two questions, Matt's going to have to kind of take uh, take the wheel on. So this is from Jacob. Oh, is boy. is Tua Tungavailoa yep. the future of the Dolphins? Let me just turn my microphone dolphins. off for like five minutes. <laughs> I know. I, what I want is for Tim to. So Sean, say his last name again. 
Tungo Vailoa. Tim, and- I want you to try and spell Tungo Vailoa. <laughs> <laughs> and lu- luckily, no. Luckily, there was there is a there is a phonetic spelling for me, <laughs> which is good because Tunga is like T A G O V or something like that. Like yeah. there's no N. <laughs> there's, 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 yeah, there's definitely no N there. Um, I like I have there. This has become. All right, I'll, I'll do a brief sports thing. So Tua Tunga Vailoa is uh, the Dolphins just drafted him like last year, and he was perceived as the quarterback of the future, but he kept losing snaps to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a thousand years old, but <laughs> but uh, is just inexplicably good every single year. They seem to be out on him, and I don't know why. Like, I don't know how bad he could possibly have been in his rookie season. And he, he had like a bad injury in college, too, that he's still sort of coming back from a little bit. I think he's still I think he's still good. There's a reason you drafted him at six overall. Uh, and, you know, it, I also am a sucker for left handed quarterbacks and two is a left handed quarterback because uh, it's just weird. It throws everyone off like it, it, it's something that you don't realize is weird until you see a left handed quarterback. and You go, what the fuck is he? Doing? He's looking the wrong way. <laughs> he's, he's never going to be able to complete a pass. <laughs> uh, like it was the same with like, when like Mike Vick was uh, playing quarterback and it was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and Tua has that lefty like crafty leftiness to him. So I, I will still, I still have hope for, for Tua. Uh, and I still think he's, he's so young. Yeah. You can't give up on him after a year. It's not like he was a train wreck. He, he was a rookie, you know, it's not like the, the dolphins were fine, but they weren't world based. Yeah. I will say Tua is still the future in Miami. I think they'd be crazy to give up on him. All right, Matt, I a hundred percent disagree with you. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Freaking no. Michael Wilbon and my Tony Kornheiser. You're stupid for thinking that. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Uh, Sean, do you have any thoughts on the Tua Tonga Vailoa question? Honestly, I have no, I have none. I'm just very happy that I pronounced his name correctly. You nailed it. When you said Tua, I was like, oh, I, I don't know how this is going to go. It's Tonga Vailoa. <laughs> It's such a strange. It's, it's a cool name. I love it. It's like because you just call him Tua. Yeah, yeah. It's a good name. It's a good yeah. name. Tua Tonga Vailoa, baby. Uh, Tim, your thoughts? Oh wait, do I have to turn my mic back? <laughs> There's <laughs> gonna sorry. be so many. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because next question is gonna be like, uh, all right, so uh, Devonte Parker potential landing spots. Um, uh, all right, I don't need Oh yeah, the the brown dude, the freaking Browns. I don't know if no, we ever I said talk- the ground like oh, he's going to land on the ground because uh, gravity yeah, yeah, exists. He could. Okay, I, we haven't talked about the Browns just beating the brakes off the Steelers in the playoffs a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago at this point. <laughs> I was say a couple weeks ago there was yeah. football. It was two months. It was it was just, uh, over two months ago at this point. But I, I can tell you that I had I have a buddy of mine from from Duquesne uh, who does not like the Steelers at all and was taking immense pleasure. In, in the Steelers <laughs> just getting the, their asses handed to them by the Browns in the first round. Like he said, like he like the Browns went up 28 nothing. And by the time they got the fourth touchdown, he texted me something like, honestly, better than sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Sean, what do we have next? This, this one actually maybe other people can weigh in on uh, from Jacob, who is the best quarterback of all time oh i it's it's tom brady yeah 
I loathe to say it, but I totally agree. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, I think, is the best quarterback of all time. I think he proved it by winning another Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Like you could I I think the argument could have been made before that it was just Bill Belichick and his coaching and the team that he built around Tom Brady that won the Super Bowls. You Mm -hmm. could have made that argument, but then he went and won again. Mm -hmm. The dude just fucking does not stop. Yeah. Unbelievable. He's the most accomplished quarterback of all time for a reason. Um, If you were building a quarterback in a lab, I think it would be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Yeah. But but, uh, (laughs) fucking this is not one of those like like in the NBA, you've got the question of like, all right, is it LeBron or Jordan? Like, and that's like the legitimate question in terms of accomplishments. Uh, in hockey, you can sort of go like Gretzky or Lemieux. And in baseball, you, there's like all manner of ways that you can judge players uh, in baseball. Um, in football, it basically was Joe Montana for a long time. And then it was, okay, well, it's either Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Joe Montana. And now it's just Brady. Brady's got too many rings. He's been too successful for too long. Like, he like he's so good at age 43 at uh, like he, he can still throw the deep ball. I, I was on this exact podcast last year and said Tom Brady can't throw the deep ball anymore because he couldn't in New England. And then he said and then he basically came out and said, you know what? Fuck you, Kaz. And, and like, <laughs> this was your fault. in it like like if 43 <laughs> suddenly has like arm strength now. Uh, is there a question? Are there potential questions about why Tom Brady suddenly developed a whole bunch of arm strength at age forty three? Somehow, yeah. who could even say? But uh, barring anything extracurricular, as far as what he puts into his body, um, Tom Brady's the best. Like he's he's one in he's one. That's the the the, the craziest part is that I, I've heard this comparison before on on different football podcasts. Uh, Chris Wessling put this out. The late great Chris Wessling pointed this out was that you could divide Tom Brady's career in half, and both of them would be Hall of Fame careers. Like the first half of his career, he won three Super Bowls, and the second half of his career, he won three Super Bowls. Now I now four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but just he's been so successful for so long. It's him. It's Brady. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mahomes might eventually. Yeah, I, I said Rogers was the guy you build in the lab. I, it might actually be Mahomes, but uh, and Mahomes still has a chance to be better than Brady. But it's so hard. Like Mahomes is twenty six, and he's won one Super Bowl. There's no guarantee he wins another one. Like mm-hmm. he might not. He might not get back there again. He it 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 might have been just a perfect time for Brady when you know, everyone was getting to the point that they are now Mm -hmm. where he kind of was, he was as good as he is and other people now are as good as he is, but everyone is as good as he is. Mm -hmm. Like every quarterback is as good as Tom Brady, but there was a while when he was the only one. He was the only one. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like Brady, like Mm -hmm. Mahomes does things on the field that I've never seen before, but Brady is like, he is the, as a, (laughs) he is the, the steal an Al Gore thing. He's the inconvenient truth. Like he's just, always fucking there like just (laughs) no matter what um yeah any other thoughts on the quarterback question no it's yeah it's tom brady we're not gonna come out here with yeah we're not gonna come out here and be like oh it's donovan mcnab uh yeah it's michael fix guys so good it's mike vick man for 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 like a season and a half there i thought it was going to be michael vick um (laughs) and then it wasn't yeah (laughs) and then he went to jail 
Sean, what's our next question? What's your favorite way to get in some exercise? I enjoy going for a yog uh, midday because uh, it breaks up my workday a little bit. Like right around lunchtime, I'll just, you know, go for, you know, quick, you know, 25, 30 minute run. Uh, and that breaks up my day. And then it gives me an opportunity to decompress, listen to a podcast or something. Um, yeah, I, I would say that. I would say just getting in a run real quick. Yes. Uh uh, mine's kind of the same as Matt's. I enjoy um, bringing my dog to the dog park and playing fetch with myself. Um, because, <laughs> just me. Uh, I the, the, will, the dog throws a frisbee to you and you have to go catch it. <laughs> yes. Almost. Uh, yeah. I, I, I get the tennis ball and I throw it as hard, hard as I can. It generally makes it to halfway uh, down the dog park. He will grab it and keep running in that direction and drop it on the other end of the dog park for me to come go pick it up and then throw for him again to grab. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm essentially, I'm playing fetch with him, but it's his rules. Um, so he doesn't identify as the ball, but he has he's a playing fetch with you. Yeah. 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 It's, he's a pain in the butt. He's such a jerk. I love him. <laughs> Tim? He's such a great jerk. <laughs> what a great, adorable jerk. Who's a good jerk? You're a good jerk. <laughs> Uh, honestly, what Martha and I are, tr- well, Martha is trying to get into and I'm trying to get back into is, uh, rock climbing. Mm. Uh, cause typical exercise is boring and asinine without a goal. So the last time I legitimately exercised for any significant period of time was getting in shape for the wedding. And then I have done jack shit since, um, I mean, pandemic helps with that a lot mm-hmm. but like I, I i can't just go for a walk or go for a, a jog or run like mm-hmm. no i won't do it i can't do it because it's just dumb to me um like i i understand it's not dumb i understand there is a legitimate benefit but no, in my brain you, i'm just like i will never I do it <laughs> <laughs> it's just like i'm not gonna do it um so we actually signed up for a rock gym and we have to do our like beginners classes and stuff like that. But like, uh, I think that's going to be a good thing for me because I mean, while it does largely focus on upper body and stuff, they also have like a treadmill over there. So while I'm waiting for a wall, I'm probably going to go hop on the treadmill and there are like weights and stuff. So even though the primary goal is to rock climb, like, I'm gonna get bored, so I'm gonna do a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a uh, good plan and nice, a good man. Good thing. Rock was, climbing fun. The YMCA mm. in Lionville uh, had like one of those infinite rock walls. Have you seen those? Like the ah, like a oh, conveyor belt one. Yeah, they, they so they, they. I think it was the Lionville one. It's like just a conveyor belt for those who haven't seen. It. It's a conveyor mm-hmm. belt with a rock, all the rock climbing uh, grips on it, and you just keep going and going until you you know succumb and get sucked into the conveyor belt i guess uh, <laughs> like it's, until it's, you die until you die and like i did that for a while but like i it, it's a terrifying prospect because it's just like ah, 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 ah. and even though you're not <laughs> high up like you're just like oh my god oh my god oh my god uh, they, they ended up putting uh grand slam usa which is like oh, yeah. uh uh local extant area place that had like batting cages laser tag yeah. uh 
uh, an arcade, a small bowling lane. It was like if you took a 10 year old boy and just said, all right, here's a building, put just a bunch of shit in it. <laughs> yeah. But like uh, towards the end of, I, cause I don't think they're open anymore, but towards Aww. the end, they ended up having an infinite rock climbing wall. Oh, I didn't and know Grand Slam was, was close. That's, that's kind of fun. That, I'm just assuming they're closed, but I'm also like 31 and have no <laughs> right to be going there anyway. <laughs> I tell you about the last time I, I tried to go to Grand Slam. Uh, no. This is like five or six years ago, I think. I, I was um, I had to pick up my dad. I was taking my dad to a doctor's appointment, and uh, I had to kill some time between dropping. This is when I was living in Delaware. Uh, so I was like far, the appointment was in Paoli, which is about an hour away from home. So I was going to drive all the way back to Delaware and then come back to pick him up. So Mm -hmm. I was just killing some time. I went to get breakfast I got the paper and everything. And then I saw it sometimes. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go grand slam. Why the hell not? Grand slams right around the corner. Uh, arcade, maybe, you know, do some, do some batting cages. Why the hell not? I was like 25 at the time. And, um, I go there and it's locked and like, why is it locked? And I looked at my, and it was like nine thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh, it's because I'm a psycho who's trying to get into this arcade at nine thirty in the morning in the middle of like Malvern. Well, uh, actually, actually, what it was was no one was running the uh, the the climbing wall, the endless mm. climbing wall, so they weren't getting power generated into the building. Uh, it's, so. it's like a hamster wheel. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just they had to just shut down until somebody got on it. Okay, they, are, they are still open. They still <sighs> exist. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for that. Small, small <laughs> victories. Uh, yeah. Sean, how do you sneak in uh, exercise? Um, I do the same. I similar to Matt. I'll sneak out midday and throw some frisbees for like however long, and that's how I get in some exercise. There you go. Not to keep bringing up frisbees, but it's like the only fucking thing I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get out midday and throw a couple frizzes. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like some nice good exercise. There's there is like Tim said, there's a point to it which I find appealing. Mm-hmm. And uh so it's just and it's a nice way to break up the day, get a little bit of exercise in, come home, maintain. It's not super strenuous, but you know, it's I walk like mm-hmm. a mile or so. Mm. <laughs> They're good. That's good, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh good working out everybody. Keep 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 those keep those legs churning. Uh, mm-hmm. What do we yep. got next, Sean? <laughs> keep those legs a churning. <laughs> There's uh, only so many butter. exercises I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they all above legs. Yeah, all, yeah, upper, yeah, yeah. No, barbells, <laughs> legs, <laughs> squats. <laughs> like, yeah, everything is legs. This explains why Matt's upper body is half the size of his lower body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. <laughs> Thunder thighs, Casnell just never skips leg day. <laughs> the next question is, what was the last emoji that you used? I think it's probably the Ooh. waving hand emoji. I think I sent a picture to my, is I send a waving hand emoji to my wife. I'm going to guess it's either that or like the single red heart. Uh, it, mine, was, mine is, it was the wave. Uh, mine is crying, laughing emoji. Mm. Followed closely too. by pizza and fingers crossed. Were you hoping for pizza? I hope so. I, <laughs> I'm always <laughs> hoping for pizza <laughs> all the time. Uh, what about you, Tim? Richie? We're rich. Oh, Richie was going to start saying something. Well, no, I, my mine was also the crying, laughing face, uh-huh. followed by fire, followed by the O face, then a crying face, and then a gorilla Uh-oh. verse a T Rex. Because Godzilla verse uh, King Kong. Oh, okay. 
Word. Um, my That's last all. one was to you guys in that like excited smiley face where it's like a carrot, the underscore, and then the upward carrot or upward arrow, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So that like mm-hmm. excited smiley face because Martha let me put my art on the fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have um I have heard tell uh that the laughing crying emoji is like an old person thing now and that we're old for using it and the <laughs> youths of today uh do not use the like they 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 know that as like if you use it it's an identifier that you're like part of the problem or something like that like Dude. have you guys are you guys familiar with this this is this I, is somewhat new to me I am and you know what that's okay <laughs> I can be, I can do I don't give a shit yeah that sounds like Did I don't you care hear enough this? to give a fuck did you hear this from uh, 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 the forgotten cousin Vince Guida? Because he has a big uh, anger oh, towards the crying. You sweet summer face. child, you think that I've been talking to Vince on the reg? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my sweet summer child! Yeah. <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, he has a uh, uh, an anger towards people who use the laughing crying face, speci- mm. like only the laughing crying face because he's like there's a laughing face there can't be anything that funny that it's always laugh cry funny and i'm like just shut up and let me laugh cry okay the the, the (laughs) laughing crying emoji is vince's least favorite is tied for vince's least favorite emoji to go with the dollar sign with wings um because vince (laughs) has never used that emoji because he's never paid me for anything uh because he still owes me for his march madness buying <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that was yeah. that was how I was trying to get in. Just you complaining about him. Not yeah, yeah, yeah we could rope in. It's been, it's been a good long while since I got to complain. Vince actually paid his fantasy football dues on time, and like I said, it actually like it gave me pause. Like it was, <laughs> it was like, it was like I finally, Vince. Yeah, it was like I finally caught the car I'd been chasing for years. You, you had to call him and be like, "Vince, is everything all right? You paid me on time." Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to return this to you? Like, I'm just you, actually going to reject this so that I can complain <laughs> about you all year to keep up with the facade. Uh, Sean, what's next? Uh, the next is the final question. Oh, okay. Of this session, uh, if you were a wrestler, what would be your entrance theme song? Oh, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a good one this also this also goes hand in hand with um if you were a closer in baseball what would your welcome you like marion rivera mm-hmm. used to come into enter sandman all the time and i was like oh, oh boy yeah. the sandman's coming he's gonna put you all to sleep <laughs> uh he's like this tiny little dude uh all right what would your wrestling walk-in music be mm. i today discovered a band by the name of d'artagnan and it's I don't know how to explain it. Uh, it's German hurdy gurdy metal. Yeah. Hurdy gurdy. Uh, like like German fantasy folksy metal music. That's perfect. And honestly, just something from them because I just think that's so ridiculous. That is just awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like say la vie, man. That's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you again. Uh, I, I'd listen to them all day since I found them. So you would, is there a particular D'Artagnan song that you would choose as your wrestling walk-in music? Right now it would be C'est La Vie just because it's it would be. the one that I found them in. Okay. Uh, I'd have to, other songs are uh, titled in a, like either French or German or whatever that like, I'm just like, I don't know the names of these songs and I don't know what they're saying, but I just mm-hmm. really dig the tune. So I'm just going to keep listening. Oh, farewells in English. Well, the title's in English. 
I, I don't know if I heard that one. <laughs> uh, Tim, what would your wrestling entrance music be? I'll be honest. As soon as you asked, D'Artagnan popped into my head just because <laughs> Richie brought it up today. <laughs> but I, was, but I, I don't think that would be a good entrance for me. Mm. Um, so probably Bad Company by uh, the cover by Five Finger Death Punch. I was, I was, <laughs> I was worried you were going to say it was the cover by Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so expecting uh, Bad Company by. Yeah. Bad company. company. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm a little bit bitter towards Five Finger Death Punch because they did like a serious cover of Gone Away by uh, The Offspring, and I was like, it's like it's very serious, like piano (laughs) and everything. And I'm like, yeah, come on, guys. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. You're missing the point. is that they're missing the point okay so so you would do the the five finger death punch cover band company yeah probably okay all right uh sean <sighs> it'd probably be some song from like frozen 2 <laughs> like into the um, unknown it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be into the unknown <laughs> yeah no, no no it's gonna be lost in the woods Sean is lost. I'm lost in the woods. He can't find the he can't find the ring because he's lost in the woods. <laughs> you can't find your frisbee, Sean. Where to go? It's I'm lost, lost in the woods. Let me just strong not only just pick a Disney song, but to pick like a, a B side from a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> like like do, like freaking uh like I'll go sailing no more from Toy Story. I'll go sailing no more. <laughs> you like so, slowly like sadly shuffle into the ring. <laughs> I like it. Or, the, pick, or you got a friend in me from Toy Story would be pretty would be honestly pretty yeah. funny as a wrestling <laughs> theme. Yeah, yeah. Like to be me. <laughs> yeah. And then you just go in and punch him in the face. Me. The curb your enthusiasm <laughs> theme. Uh, um see the thing is uh, like a lot of the wrestling uh stuff, like every wrestler's got like some persona that they're trying to match with the music. Um like I'm trying to remember like big ones. Like I like there's some Guys have their own, like The Rock has like his his own theme. You know, John Cena's got his own theme. CM Punk's theme was a was a Kill Switch Engage song. Uh, somebody else had an alter. Like it's always like heavy metal or hip hop. It's one. It's either a heavy metal song or a hip hop song that you wrote. Is are the two choices for for wrestling <laughs> entrance music? Um, but I think it has to match your persona. And. I th- <laughs> as this was going, I decided that it would be fucking hilarious to for my ring persona to just be like like a '90s snot nosed shithead, like bleach blonde hair punk rock kid, and my entrance would just be like Fat Lip by Sum Forty One. So it's like the most immature shit you could possibly have. <laughs> so you yeah. are the you're the epitome of a heel then. Like you're well, an absolute I mean, heel. Oh yeah, yeah. And- I mean, there's no heel to turn because I'm just straight heel from the jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate my mom and stuff like that. <laughs> That's the, the whole bit is just I'm just Derek Wibley from Psalm 41. <laughs> Start through the party like my aim is down the Inyo. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with the, the whole the whole ensemble, but the song is bad lit by some 41. <laughs> that's like the most like shithead song I could possibly think of. Yes. Uh, any other ideas for your wrestling entrance song? Mm-mm. All right. I'm like carrying my kids into the wrestling <laughs> ring. That's why I'm like, shit, Frozen's on. <laughs> Just yeah. Watch. Freaking like uh, Roman Reigns about to be the shit out of you. He's like, no, this is their favorite song. <laughs> yeah, no, Elsa, you hear that. She said Elsa. <laughs> uh, that was it, right, Sean? That's the end of the questions? That's the end of the question. Does anyone have a closing take or thought or anything they want to share? I've got, I've got a take. Buckle in, then, kids. It's an episode of the Sweeten Show. <laughs> so, uh, with this take, uh, me and Tim, we've already discussed this in the past. I, mean, I swear, if we talk about fucking Wandavision again, there's <laughs> no. more hours on the show on this show talking about it than there are hours in the no. actual series. No, it's Falcon and Winter Soldier this time. No, uh, it's not that. It it's something that I had posted on uh, Twitter. That uh, I just gotta Twitter. get get off my chest. <laughs> Twitter. More. We are in March twenty seventh of the year twenty twenty one. We sure are. The year of our Lord. Wawa, and I know what some of oh, here our <laughs> listeners okay. are gonna say. Alex, you're gonna say it's a fucking gas station, and I understand. But they now have cheeseburgers and goddamn French fries, but they don't have gluten free motherfucking rolls. <laughs> That's all I ask for, because on days like today, where it's 1220, I've had almost a full bottle of wine, and I want to walk to the Wawa down the street to get a motherfucking hoagie. I can't, because they don't have fucking gluten-free rolls. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. Wawa, it- get your shit together and get gluten-free rolls. This was What Grinds My Gears by Rich Sweeten. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, so the gluten-free rolls yeah no, this, this has been on your radar for a while it's I, like this has been something that i've commented on at least once a year and tweeted at wawa about it once a year every time they introduce a new hot or or deli menu item i'm like you 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 have to advertise all you have to do is get the rolls it really doesn't cost you that much just the rolls like T- Tim's I, Tim is ready for the rebuttal. I look, see. I see it. I got to pull up my Twitter responses because me and Richie were going at it. This is an extensive conversation that I, I saw, well, and, and yeah, Tim, I know what you're going to say like supply and demand, and said it. Uh, they're not going to because you you've said it already. But I'm going to argue. Yeah. I had a cheesesteak for dinner tonight at a small single restaurant place known as Dar's Cheesesteaks. Where, yes, all they sell are cheesesteaks and french fries. But they sell gluten-free cheesesteaks, vegan cheesesteaks, vegan cheesesteaks with homemade <gasps> vegan cheese. Yeah, Sean, I told Ooh. you guys about this place before. Wait, so, so, the, so the first place wasn't – so the first one isn't vegan? Because the cheese has to be vegan well, too. Well, they have the vegan meat, but then they also oh, okay. have vegan cheese. Mm. Like they, they go all out like – they're like they can if they can accommodate a place that's own like it's a just a mom and pop shop can accommodate for gluten free, which I don't know how many gluten free people they have ordering these things. Maybe just me once every couple of weeks. But if their loss in product can 
balance out and be like, all right, we can sell gluten-free stuff, no problem. And I don't think Upcharge. Then I think Wawa, which is a multi-state company, can balance out the loss of gluten-free rolls. Okay. Um, I still, uh, I mean, as stated on Twitter, I strongly disagree with you. And also being a Wawa insider... I still disagree with you. Official uh, insider. <laughs> well, not the official Adam anymore. Schefter of Wawa news. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, but Wawa's typical process with, with anything is they, for introduction of literally any product at all, is they will pick multiple stores in different areas and they will run a anywhere between four and 12 week test. So rolling out a new product, bringing back an old product that they thought wasn't doing well uh, or anything like that. And that's the, they do their business, their business and market studies. Like they're not just going to roll out something cause like no one's going to, because fuck it. Why not? They're going to find out whether it is financially viable one for sourcing uh, how much money and does it take to bring in the product? What is our return on that investment? How much are we actually going to sell? What's our markup? At what point does that markup for how we have to, to make our money back, we start losing sales? Like, for, great example is they haven't been able to raise the price of hot dogs in years because the last time they tried to raise the price in hot dogs, everyone stopped buying hot dogs. Like that, like 20 cent raise because of the raise, rise in cost of beef. They just lost all of their fucking hot dog sales. So they dropped it back down. Sales came back and they raised the price of coffee because they could. Because the cost of what they were paying for coffee didn't outweigh, like, didn't change. The cost of their coffee has, well, at this point it might have, but like there was a good six year period where every eight months the price of coffee went up. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Our suppliers are jacking up our prices. Literal bullshit. I just want, I want to jump in here real quick because my mouth starts salivating when you mention the hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> they're they're freaking jumbo size hot dogs. Yeah. It, it's awful for you. And the it, there's pounds. no reason. Oh, my God. Uh, with so, the bacon and the cheese or yeah. just the quarter pound? The, with the no, bacon no, no, and just, the just the regular quarter pound. Uh, yeah. Just, just hand so me that. Oh. Yeah. But no one is going to pay money for that. So the yeah, loss of profits are just through the roof. Like it, you might, you're still going to sell a couple because people are going to buy them, but your loss because you're throwing out more than you are selling is just untenable. Same thing for these rolls. You you started you brought up uh, specific pricing of rolls, and it's like, all right, well they you have to defrost them and blah blah blah. And it's like cool for a restaurant, a home, a mom and pop restaurant that all they do is food. The likelihood of bringing in customers that want that food product is significantly higher than a place that their primary sales are coffee and gasoline. So you, you rather than they, they, they're trying to spread the most openly acceptable, most widely used items and get their money. So the implementation upfront costs of the burgers and fries might be slightly higher than the rolls, but they're also going to sell at a significantly higher rate. Whereas the rolls, it's like, all right, well, you brought up, well, they can just sell it at certain stores. Wawa won't do that. They don't do that. 
Like, it, unless there's like a specific law in a specific area that's like, well, we can't serve this particular product, i.e., beer in certain stores. Um, that that is the only thing that will prevent them from rolling a thing out co- company wide because that's what they do. What would it take then, ultimately, for Wawa to say, "Hey, it's time, gluten free rolls." Uh, just, just demand the demand. I'm, I'm just, I guess, cause I don't know, but I'm just guessing that the demand is not there because the cost is relatively high. If they charge an up mark, they're probably not going to get it. If you're paying $12 for a gas station hoagie, you're just not going to do it by and large like that, that that's the overall concept because the example rich used was like well charge an upcharge for a three dollar gluten-free thing is normal it's like yeah at a restaurant or a place that specifically serves food if you were stopping at a 7-eleven you're not going to spend twelve dollars on a sandwich more than likely and then the other examples of quinoa and stuff i guarantee the shelf life of that quinoa and the price of the like box of 12 that they buy once a month because it goes bad after a month and they only sold like three of them maybe like you that that that's a perfect example of they're going to bring that in because it is cheaper but they also don't sell any of it which is why they run out of it because it doesn't sell there's not a high demand but every store is mandated to have that now that that that's kind of the the caveat. So do what do I think they would need to get gluten-free rolls? A significantly higher demand than I think across the board than I think they will ever get. So I don't think they will ever roll out gluten-free items because either they make it in-house, which they would have to create a completely different production line because Wawa makes their own breads or makes their own rolls, or they have to source it, which already increases the costs. So then you run into, all right, now we're paying somebody else to bring in this other thing. Whereas the rolls per sandwich where you're paying, I don't know what the cost of a classic is anymore. Maybe like six plus dollars. The roll that that's made on costs maybe 15, 20 cents. Whereas gluten-free rolls are like $3 a roll. So already you're at a significantly higher price markup. So I just don't think there will be a market caser for Wawa in its place in business and its business model will ever roll out gluten-free rolls. And you see, I'd be able to fully accept that if they didn't also have pre-made fridge chicken parm on the cooler racks as well. Yeah, which will sell. Like the, your well, examples of things you don't like, uh, well, they have this. It's like, yeah, because it's cheaper and it will also sell at a higher rate. I, I think Wawa would have had gluten free menu items if they had like when it was a fad diet. Like I know for you, this is like a legitimate issue, but there was a while when it was like the mm-hmm. thing was eating gluten free. And if Wawa had gotten on the train then. They would have had a system in place already, but it, it kind of fell out of vogue. Well, Tim and, as, and Tim, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like their their gluten free alternative is the bowls, right? It is. That's that's all. Yeah, pretty I'm, much. But like, Which, I'd say seven out of ten times I go there, or no, probably like no, like 
half the time I go there, they're missing items for the balls. They're missing either they don't have the mashed potatoes or they don't have the quinoa or they don't have the rice or they don't have this or they don't have that. And now we're back to the quinoa debate. (laughs) Alex, I know it's a gas station. I Mm -hmm. get it. Yep. But in my area, I either have to drive 15 minutes away to Dars to get a cheesesteak in Westmont or 20 minutes away to Jersey Mike's in Cherry Hill to get a sandwich. Like, I don't have a lot around me that I can actually get. And I I would just, I would love to have, like, I feel your plight. I understand your plight. And that definitely sucks. But that is not going to make an entire company change their business model. Yeah, well, I want uh, everybody to be and, able to eat a sandwich. Like, yeah. I want to be able to go and get a sandwich if he wants to. I would say, however, strictly as a rhetorical uh, suggestion, Rich, I would not say, uh, well, they make burgers and, and fries, so they should be able to have a gluten free roll thing. Because fundamentally, uh, the, I, listen, man, I went to Sheets. I know Sheets. Uh, they had fries and burgers. Adding fries and burgers is a mistake. <laughs> and so I think by saying, hey, Wawa made this mistake. So they should instead do <laughs> gluten-free rolls. I, I think it's not necessarily the best rhetorical choice you could have made. There's, there's a Wawa out in, I think, Mount Holly that is drive-through now. Yeah, they're, they're working on like, it. Mm. They're rolling that out. They're also like uh, updating some stores to have like indoor seating, which is great yeah. for the pandemic, which is uh, where yeah. that started. They're adding indoor seating and a drive-through and a Big Mac and a slidey slide for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and their and whole business model instead of a W. The whole business model is speed. They want you in and out as fast as possible while you're getting your gas. What else can we give you in under ten minutes or less? More turnover. So, like, yeah, they might have one or two gluten-free rolls frozen or de- thawed for, like, the two weeks that they're good, which they don't keep anything that long for the most part. So that's already odd to me, but I also just don't understand the rolls. They might have two. It's like, all right, they might sell one of them. They might throw the other out. Or they might get suddenly, because we only ever keep one thawed, uh we get a family of five that wants five of them and we're not going to be able to thaw them fast enough or they're not going to be, I still say we, every time we talk about Wawa, uh, they're not going to be able to thaw them fast enough. So now you go into customer retention and customer recovery, which will cost more than just not having the fucking rolls. So, and that will not be an isolated incident at multiple stores. So that ends up becoming additional revenue lost on toss on top of the waste and uh fuck. It's not shrink. There's a word for it that I just can't think of. But the 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 waste of those unused rolls because maybe Richie doesn't go to Wawa this week and Richie is the only person buying from that store. That's a lost roll. <laughs> There's poor lost rolls. Poor, poor unfortunate rolls. Roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> and as far as them being out of the stuff for your bowls, your store just sucks. Like yeah. hot, the steam table I, management is probably the easiest part of maintaining any store. So your store just sucks. That's I've, it. I've had I've had days where it wasn't just one store, it was several that didn't have the stuff that I wanted for my my balls. So there's an excuse. There's for them also to, to a rotating f- schedule for some sides. So that could also be that. 
This also strikes me as that's not an excuse for Wawa being out of stuff, but like if they're out of quinoa and like like mashed potatoes and stuff for the bowls, it's only a matter of time before they add gluten free rolls and then they're just out of them all the time. Like yeah, that's that's yeah. the next step. Like they're just they're, if they're mismanaging the resources, they're yeah. going to mismanage those resources too. Yeah, uh, yeah. but look. Richie's upset I'm, and I'm, he's got a right to be I'm, upset. I'm, I'm an American and it's all about me. Everything Amer- is about me. So, like, I just want everyone to change their lifestyle for me. And I want Which this is completely business, reasonable. I want this business to change everything just for me. Honestly, Rich, that's the best that's- point you've made all night. Um, I'm on board. Yeah, I think I think if there's a capper to this, it's something that Tim said in passing a few minutes ago when he was trying to explain this, which is uh, we don't know. We don't know the roles. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, (laughs) yeah. Is that uh, a thing I said? You said that in the middle. You're you're start talking about the different kinds of rolls and the waste. And you're like, I don't uh, know, man. I don't know. The I, don't know. I don't know about gluten free <laughs> rolls. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was right. like, haha, that's it. That's the capper. <laughs> that's that, that's the sound bite. Uh, Rich, if people want to see any more of your bread takes on Twitter, where can they find you? At B underscore walnuts. How about you, Sean? At hey, it's SOB. And you, Tim. At Tim R. Hansen. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose Podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can find our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, uh, and many other great podcasting platforms. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. That's V-O-G-E-L. Or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. And you can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, guys, it's time to plug your stuff. You got stuff. It's time to plug it. Uh, Rich, what about your other show? Uh, check out PodQuest, uh, Nerdy Roundtable, where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff. Uh, this week, I know I'll probably be talking more Monster Hunter and Outriders and most likely uh, Godzilla vs. Megaguirus. When's your big new Pokemon Snap preview coming? Uh, when does Pokemon Snap come out? I don't know, like end of April or something? Um, I think it's like mid-April. Okay. I don't know, because mm. I'm buying two games, one this week, one next week, so Ooh. I'm probably not getting that for a while. Uh, That'll be my take. Your, that your take is about Pokemon Snap? It, it's going to be when it comes out. Right, yeah, yeah, let me know. We're, we're, we're on the fence. Day. Yeah, let me know, because we're, we're on the fence about that right now. Um, Sean? What about your frisbeeing? You got some discs. You want to throw them? Listen, y'all want to see me frisbee? Ob disc golf on Twitter and YouTube. Ob underscore disc golf on Instagram. Uh, right. And Tim, your best friends over at the Person in Person <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> tell tell me a little bit about the show. Tell the listeners oh. about our friends uh, Greg and Gene. Uh, Greg and Gene, my boys, my bros. In not brose because Gene can no longer drink alcohol. Copyright infringement, anyway. <laughs> also that. <laughs> um, if you if you like your news with a uh, an air of entertainment with it, uh, fuck, I've had too much alcohol. You're good, man. Um, <laughs> if for people who hate news shows, by people who na- hate news shows, 
the person in person news show oh, <laughs> uh, brings you humor, hilarious stories, uh, Estonian sports, other weird sports that you've never heard of, but will definitely find entertaining, mm-hmm. uh, food crimes, butt science, weird stories about mushrooms growing in people's blood. And uh, yeah, whatever, whatever else they come up with, like their speculative, their speculative news segment where they take two stories and figure out the underlying unheard of story that connects them both. And uh, I'll shut up now. No, it's, a, it's an admirable job pulling off that read, <laughs> that, that read off the cuff at this point. And it, it gave me very reminded me a lot of um, the Rick and Morty interdimensional cable episode where the the two brothers movie. It's like it's two brothers <laughs> and they're blowing up and there's aliens and then a tornado hit. I mean, you don't want to hear about. They get, they share a bond, but you don't want to hear about it here. And then the, the hurricane and oh boy, <laughs> it's just yeah, called two like- brothers. <laughs> That sounds like me at this point, yeah. <laughs> great, because, like, you were talking Wawa, and you were completely sophisticated and had all yeah. your information straight and knew what you were saying. And then he at starts talking point, about... At this point, I'm just laughing. Greg and Gene, As soon as we talk about them, <laughs> I, I'm, at this point, it's just too funny, and I can't keep a straight bit. I can't do it. Who brothers and sports, and there's other sports, and sometimes they sports <laughs> together as a person in person. Uh, it's, a great, <laughs> it's a great podcast. Uh, Greg and Gene are good, good, good fellas. Uh, give them a listen. Person and person uh, is the name of the show. All right, everyone, we did it. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Deuces for Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Gasnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. (laughs) (laughs) 